0: What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest. He is an actor. He is a producer. He is a photographer. He's actually my acting coach as well, one of the great teachers of the actors community in London. And you may know him best as Eldhelm in The Last Kingdom on Netflix, Netflix's hit historical action drama. We're talking to the great James Northcote. James, thank you so much for the time. How's everything going?
1: Very good, Fred. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Pleasure's all mine, man. G- great to, to have you on here. In an interview setting, we want to talk about your career, everything you're doing right now, but we've got to talk about The Last Kingdom. As a rabid fan base, the season just ended the final season on Netflix. There's a movie coming up, which I believe is already wrapped up as well. Looking back at your five years with The Last Kingdom, man, how does it feel to be on the other side and to go through that incredible experience?
1: I'm not sure I can put into words what an incredible journey it, it was for us as a cast. It it, you don't often get to work on a show for five seasons and a movie. I mean, that's, that's an, that's an amazing, that's an amazing experience Max, to get to do that. Being on the other side of it, man, it, I don't know. It's, it's I know filming's over, but it doesn't feel like it's over for us just because, you know, the, I, I don't know, our characters are still out there. They're still kind of doing their thing. And yeah, it's uh I think it's gonna take I think it's gonna take a while, even you know, even doing other work, being on other shows, it's gonna take a while for it to really sink in that we're putting those characters aside. Do you know what I mean? It's uh it's kind of it it was a really special one and with some really, really amazing people.
0: For sure. And and look, you're you're a professional, you'll work with anybody and, and everybody, but I, I think there's something different when you have real chemistry with people on and offset. So did you immediately feel that when you started on, on TLK or did it kind of develop organically over time?
1: I mean, I've I've spoken about this before, uh, and and, and it feels like a cliche every time I say it, which it's is a shame because it's it's completely true. But there's something about that that castles and you know the project generally that that's really welcoming to actors when they come in. And I came in, in season two, as you said, and I, I remember I met two of the two of the Dane cast on the street, I think it was Ola and Tobias, um, and to play Ragnar and what was his, I never actually got to act with him. Sven? Sven, there we go, Sven. Uh, and I don't think they'd ever met me, like I'd never met them, we'd never met each other and they just went hey you're, they were like hey you're you're the, one of the guys uh, in the, in, in you're, you're coming into the show and I was like first of all, I didn't know how they knew that probably just because you know, in the makeup truck, there's just this line of, of headshots of actors, and they probably are like, oh, there's, there's some new people coming in for season two. Who are these people? And uh, and so they, they p- literally picked me up on the street and were like, "Do you want to go get some 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 Thai some Thai food <laughs> uh, with uh, Magda Samuelson, ex Strongest Man in the World?" And uh, they just yeah, they just took me under their wing immediately, and like and everybody was like that. And that that was the amazing thing about joining a show because I joined you know with Toby Regbo as 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 Mercia this new kingdom that you know sprung out into the story for the first time and it's kind of intimidating walking into a show where you know people have been doing it for a series and you've, you've seen the show it's a great show you think people's people have done great work on it and you admire their work and they literally just you know, pick you up and and take you along with them and and make you part of the family. It was, yeah, it's it was a great thing to join, and I really hope and I re- I think that cast every season that came in had a similar experience. I hope so at least. I
0: would assume, as a guy who has originally a, a background in, in comedy, you've done a lot of drama as well and, and TV film, but. This was your first like real true series regular role. This was also kind of like mm. an action show as well, right? A lot of fight scenes, and everything else. Even yeah. your character got its hands dirty. So would you say this was probably your most physically and mentally demanding role in terms of acting?
1: It's, it was the most demanding role for me as an actor simply because it we my character had such a tumultuous journey through the show and developed so much as a person that I think that's. Um, it's an amazing challenge but that, that's that's can be a real challenge as an actor to chart that journey and find your way from season to season from scenario to scenario <laughs> like i don't know weaving your way through this historical place where you know anything could happen to you and so that was that that made it the biggest challenge for me i mean in terms of like action and physical i don't know the physical challenge of it i'm i became a much better horse rider for sure uh i wasn't great at the beginning and and now i'm okay i mean you know the horses tolerate me as a as a presence and that that's enough for me right now uh but i don't know i i had i had done some stunts in the past and i did some stuff i did some kind of uh some work where i did some quite intense stunts in between some of the seasons kind of luckily before my character became a bit more physical and became a bit more of a I don't know a warrior or whatever you whatever you term him as he uh, as he kind of developed as a guy, but I don't know some, the Last Kingdom is a it's a pretty intense place when it comes to the action and it comes to the stunts because you you know you're rolling around in the mud it, it feels pretty real at the time and you've got this incredible. Hungarian stunt team backing you up, literally surrounding you. You I mean, hundreds and hundreds of stunt performers working together in the battle scenes with us kind of just finding our place amongst it for the little set pieces. So, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty intense place to cut your teeth as, a, as an action actor. That's true.
0: And, and in terms of, of the film, I know you can't give away too many details, but can you tell us if, if you're involved at all and, and maybe any little nuggets we can look forward to?
1: I... I am, I I am in the film, definitely. And it was uh, such a good thing to be part of. I was really, I was really proud to be a part of that final piece of the story. In terms of, in terms of anything I can share, I think season five was a great ending to the, to, I think, you know, to to Utra's story. A lot happens to him in that season. And I don't know, I watched the end of that show and I was like, that's a great, that's a great way to finish that story. But there's definitely some stuff left unfinished that the film that the film kind of gets into, and I think I think fans will I think fans will get the ending that they deserve for the show, or at least I hope so. I hope so. Definitely, but I think for for Helm, it's it's a it's a great part of the story. Yeah, it's a great it's a great story for him.
0: Awesome. So you'd say it's a, it's certainly a worthy epilogue for all the hardcore uh, Last Kingdom fans.
1: For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And, and speaking of The Last Kingdom, you are part of the actors community, uh, the actors school that is virtual and in person in, in London, England. I am a, a proud member of the class. I, I first started working Thank with you. Mark Rowley, who found who founded the school back in, in the day. And then of course now I've been working with you more recently. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Not just saying that because you're you're on Zoom with me here. Mark Rowley from Understand, you know, founded this thing. And a majority of the instructors are all alumni of The Last Kingdom. For you, how'd you get involved in the actors' community? And when did you realize it could be something that could be so special and really kind of touch a lot of lives?
1: Mark and Mark and I actually discussed the idea a long, long time ago. And I was I, I thought Mark was really smart for wanting to, I don't know, create something educational. And, you know, in the way that he spoke about it, like give back in terms of the experience that he'd had as an actor and, and also, Give the opportunity for actors to teach because I think it's a really important part of any actor's to career to I think to teach at some point. I think it's really a really good thing to do. And it's it's also an opportunity as an actor, you don't necessarily get given just you know out of the gate or out of the blue. So during the pandemic, I think that's when we realized that it could be a really special thing because for a lot of actors, there just was no work. We were incredibly lucky that we had. The Last Kingdom to shoot and we needed to shoot it during the pandemic and they, you know, they that production went over and above to make that happen but for a lot of other actors in our world, like, you know at at every level, just production shut down, plays shut down, things shut down, just like just like, you know, so many industries across the world it was just just there was just no work and so I think as well as wanting to, you know, give back and be able to be able to like you know be part of an educational program, uh, which is kind of one of Mark's priorities, I think, when he when he started it and when we spoke about it the first time. It was also just a re- it was a resource both for actors to teach, but also for students to learn, and that that's that's an amazing two-way street. I think what what's been great about the the actors community and what I've really enjoyed, you know, working with you, for example, or and working one to one, or even in kind of the group settings that we did whether it was during the pandemic or Zoom or in person now a bit more, is just as a, as a as a working actor, being able to work with acting students, it's such a growing process for both parties. I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I don't... I think that's the secret of the actors community, is that we as teachers learn so much from the students and hopefully the students learn just as much, if not more, from us. But it's a really symbiotic process, I think, because... When you start to teach, particularly as an artist or an actor, a performer of any kind, you really, you really start to go deep into what it is you really believe, what it is you really think, how it is you actually do your process, and that kind of questioning and working out and uh, and and, and, you know, and communication to other people. So it's a really amazing thing to get to do, and just also, I, I mean, I've been teaching. I, technically, I've been teaching since I graduated from from university. I've I've, I've always taught different things throughout my career, but uh, teaching acting is such an amazing experience because when you see someone get something for the first time and just kind of click with something, you know, whether it's you know something in their own life or just understanding a way into a character or understanding a way into a script or finding a way to break something down for the first time that they've not thought about before. It's it's an it's an amazing experience. I think it's it's really it's a really cool thing to get to to get to do. So I'm I'm grateful for the actors community. I think it's it's been a great resource for both teachers and students.
0: Yeah, for sure. I absolutely love it. It's definitely changed my life. But for those who want to check it out, the number of classes and programs, theactorscommunity.org. That's theactorscommunity.org. Of course, we'll link that all in the show notes. And that's all wonderful, James. I love hearing about your teaching. I love hearing about your experience in The Last Kingdom. But Every journey's got to start somewhere, my friend. So how did your journey to show business start for you? Was acting something always you kind of aspired to do, or did it kind of find you?
1: I was born in the southwest of England, and it's, I mean, it's a culturally really rich place, but it's uh, its had its kind of rough times culturally and artistically in terms of, I mean, at one point it lost all, uh, under one government lost all of its funding for the arts, like completely gone, like nothing. Uh, and so there are some amazing theatres there, amazing cinemas, amazing parts in the industry based in the southwest, particularly more now as well. But when I was growing up, I I had a speech impediment, and one one of the ways that you sort of worked on it as a kid was to do these kind of speech lessons, which were big group classes that had a a teacher who at the time i thought was very very old she probably wasn't that old at all it's just you know i was very small because i kept working with her and she always seemed to be very very old and wife and uh it, and, and the, the kids in that class would just improve their speech through speaking out loud doing little poems or bits of shakespeare eventually bits of bits bits of prose from novels whatever and i did that from the age of three and I loved it so much that even once I got rid of my lisp and didn't, didn't come need it anymore, which is probably after a couple of years, I was probably like five or six years old at this point, I just kept going. And it was partly the teacher who I had, Margaret Way, was crazy inspiring, very, very strict, uh, very, quite quite intimidating. Uh, and I think she inspired me to, to act even though I didn't really know I was acting at the time. To to me, it was just, you know, a way of, you know, just expressing myself, just, you know, speaking out loud and speaking these poems or texts and getting into Shakespeare, getting into literature. It it felt just kind of like an extension of my general education. But I realise now, looking back on it, that it was, it was this really, that was my 10,000 hours from like, from the age of like three, that was my 10,000 hours. Uh, because I was just putting in the work every week, just learning stuff, performing it, learning stuff, performing it, learning stuff, performing it. There's a festival in the in the Southwest called Southwest Speech and Drama Festival. And every year we would, and it sounds kind of medieval at the moment, just that, you know, going like we, that we'd turn up as kids to this, I don't know, village hall or kind of county hall in the middle of Taunton, which is, a, which is kind of a small town in the South. And we'd perform. To like this group of adults, and they, you know, they give us like, it was like, it was like, it was like strictly come dancing. They give us like different uh, grades, and someone would win and get a trophy, and occasionally I'd win and feel amazing about it. But that's kind of where it started for me. And then I did youth theatre. There's an amazing thing called National Youth Theatre in the UK that I managed to get, get, get part of the membership of. And so that was the first time I went to London. And this was all when I was like 14, 15, 16. Uh, and then I went to university and I did a lot of student drama there and the mad thing was that my first agent came to a student show at the arts theater and and basically signed me from there and I was in my second year of college and I just I kind of just got I got picked up I, I mean I had to I had to hustle to get them to sign me they, like they they weren't completely convinced as they shouldn't have been at the time you know I was just a student actor but I was incredibly lucky and and like very few people just get like just grabbed like that it was it was an amazing it was amazing to happen and it's always that stopped me taking any further kind of training from that point but I don't know from that that moment I just I sort of stepped out into the industry and I've been piecing it together ever since uh it's been a lot of independent film uh, a lot of uh, then then theater then tv and and now actually kind of back to independent film which is exciting in this moment to be to, to finish the last kingdom and to be going back into to film is something that i'm really excited about doing but yeah that's kind of my <laughs> that's kind of my genesis i wasn't you know bitten by a spider i wasn't <laughs> uh, i didn't fall into any kind of radioactive goop i just learn poems from the age of three and learn how to speak them out loud and that kind of that's kind of where it all started for me and I, and I loved it I fell in love with it I fell in love with I don't know the the art of I like speaking out loud uh, and then and, you know it's just become a more and more complicated interesting exciting art for me uh, you know year on year
0: that's amazing. You've done a hell of a job. And, and you, you've told me before, because it's funny, you and I work uh, in particular with a lot of comedy writing and, and scenes and things like that we nature. Do, yeah. And and you mentioned to me that you actually had a background in comedy, which is which is funny, not because you're not an entertaining guy, but because if you watch pretty much all your your TV and film work, I mean, it's mostly drama from what I understand. So while well, well, you did have an extensive background in performing all the way back to the age of three, you know, you were kind of known more for your, your comedy, you know, w- when you were younger. So when you had a transition to do kind of more drama roles on screen and, and everything else, was that a tough transition for you? Or did you find a lot of those skills in comedy and performing uh, helped you translate and kind of get into character?
1: No. So I think I've always like drama always been in my soul. <laughs> like I'm sure even my, my family would say there's, there's always been a bit of drama in my soul, whatever, uh, whatever stage of life I've been in. But, when I when I say that I came from comedy, I came from comedy at university because I went to university. Uh, I went to the University of Cambridge, and there's a very famous society there that a lot of famous comedians have come out. Of. A lot of famous comedians still come out of, called the Footlights, and I I managed through a friend to get into a Footlights show, which you know at that at university at the time feels like a really big deal. And you know, in hindsight, we're just messing around. It's, yeah. it's student theatre. It doesn't really mean anything. Um. But it's an amazing kind of playground because you kind of you get to you get to make take risks and try stuff out and you know see if you like comedy, see if you like drums, see if you like Shakespeare, see if you like Chekhov, see if it, whatever you want to try you can try because there's the resources. That's one of the amazing things about about universities in the UK is that there are resources for students, uh, or at least there were definitely was when I was there. Things can be different now, um, but so I kind of spent a huge amount of my time at university doing comedy doing sketch comedy doing uh do, do, we did we're doing pantomimes um almost every year i and i loved it because i love i love physical i love physical comedy i love um i i, lo- I, I do i love jokes I'm, i do not think i'm very good at jokes that's not something not what i'm actually kind of kind of best at but the the reason that i never kind of went any further with it is was because i i was never a writer like i would perform other people's comedy written but I never really got into writing and I wish I I wish I had because it's it, I was surrounded by all these amazing comedians who were like cutting their teeth and starting out and and I I kind of wish I could have learned from them and, and and got involved in some of the stuff that they were doing but I was so impressed by other people's writing work that I was like I don't I can't do I can't do that stuff like mm-hmm. I can't do what you can do like for sure and so I kind of I was one of the few Like comedy actors, who just who never who who would perform other people's stuff but wouldn't perform their own because I didn't write my own. And so, coming out of of, coming out of that you know that place and uh, coming out of university, I still know a huge amount of comedians. But actually, professionally, I kind of let go of comedy quite quickly because, particularly in the UK, I think to be a comedian you have to write. And I, that, I think that's that, that, they go hand in hand. I think, I think completely, because you have to really have a sense for like I don't know the art of comedy and the art of comedy is in the writing for sure, as much as it is in the performing. And so, I don't know. I kind of naturally moved into drama because in some ways that's what I started doing more and more of at the end of university and then and then as soon as I as soon as I graduated that's that's kind of where my heart always was. I loved comedy because it was fun. And I remember thinking uh, when I was a student, like, what do I want to do other than studying quite hard? I want to have fun. Like I, yeah. I want to, you know, I want to do fun shows and I want to get to laugh and I want to get to make other people laugh and be around people who are really good at making people laugh. And so, I don't know, but, but professionally, I don't know. There, there's a, there's the, that transition was quite easy for me because I don't know the drama was there waiting <laughs> <It> was <laughs> there waiting to come out as uh as I, as i arrived uh, as, a, as a, i don't know as a, as an actor starting out it was really it was ready. it was ready to, ready there
0: for me hey well, you, you do a fabulous job it, it all worked out uh, we really do appreciate your your time we do you have some more time to answer some kind of random and rapid fire questions
1: why not fred why not for you uh, anything
0: yeah you're you're the man all right well we always like to ask all our guests some random and rapid fire questions just to get to know them better are you ready james probably not <laughs> favorite late night snacker cheat meal
1: oh. Donuts, always donuts.
0: Any kind, any flavor.
1: Yeah, the original glazed or anything with caramel. Krispy Kreme used to do a maple glazed donut, which is discontinued in the UK at least. And that that was that was my go-to.
0: And, and this might be a bit of a loaded question, so feel free to name as many as you like. Favorite actors and actresses.
1: Oh gosh, that's really difficult. I was definitely I was definitely influenced by Alec Guinness growing up. I always thought he was an incredible character actor, and I, later later in my teens, I came to his version of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I think is one of the most amazing TV shows I've ever seen. Uh, and I wish I, I wish as an actor I'd come to it earlier because it's such an incredible set of performances, something like super real, grounded early UK television. Um, I but I love Kate Blanchett. I love Tilda Swinton. Uh, I, I I really love actors who are really invested in the filmmaking kind of filmmaking experience. Um, Paul Dano is another great example. You know, he's, I mean, he's also yeah, a writer and director as well. Um, but I'm you know I'm I'm drawn to character actors to be honest. Like that, like those guys because they're, they're just a few actors uh, of, 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 of like so many that I could mention who've inspired me. But. I love actors who I love actors who love cinema and I love actors who want to get their hands dirty in the art of cinema as much as possible. And Tilda Swinton for me, is always kind of like the, one of the greatest examples of that, just because she came up with kind of guerrilla filmmakers, Derek Jarman in the UK scene when she was young. And in some ways, I think she thinks of herself more as a filmmaker than as an actor. And I I really love that outlook. I think it's uh, I think it's it's a really refreshing take on what it, what we do, and that, that's always really inspiring.
0: Who is the funniest member of the Last Kingdom set?
1: Loki, I think Ewan Mitchell. Loki, Ewan Mitchell. He comes out with like he see, he can be quite he can be quite, he can he can be quite quiet and reserved. You know he's a he's a, he's a man of mystery, he's a man who keeps himself to himself, and I love that about him. But he can come out with one liners that are that just take everybody out. They're just, yeah, they're, He he's low-key the funniest person on so. set.
0: What's your most awkward moment as an actor? <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. Oh, oh, God. Um, <laughs> there's so many. I think, f- for sure, a number of times when in auditions, I've really put myself out there, and the casting director and director has really well-meaningly described what I did or tried to do as brave. <laughs> those, those for sure, are some of the most awkward moments in my life, and and it's I don't know if it's a testament to my uh, to my work but that's happened more than once. Uh, I think I just like putting myself out there. I think you know you got to put yourself out there as an actor, uh, but yeah, I think it's those it's it's the head on one side from someone that you'd really like to be impressed by you, <laughs> uh, telling you that you what you did was was brave. That, that I think those those moments where I. I think my uh, the inside of me kind of like crunches up in a very specific way.
0: At least you understood the context clues and uh, I'm sure you applied that to future auditions. <laughs> okay,
1: <yeah.
0: laughs> What's your best piece of advice for success?
1: I think success is definitely something that is really specific person to person. And so I think my best advice for success is try and work out what success really means to you And go for that. Because I think there are so many different types of success in life. And it can be really easy to just point at somebody else's success and go, I want that. But that might not necessarily be what's right for you. And it might also not necessarily be what you want. And so I think it's really good if you want to succeed in life to try and work out what that would mean for you. And it's going to be different at different points in your life for sure. And you want, you want to keep reassessing, but yeah, I think finding out what success means to you and what you think it is. Uh, I think that that's for me, is the key. Is the key to it. It's the key to success.
0: Love that wise words from a wise man. And we'll get you out here in a couple more uh, high notes. First, why should
1: people watch the last kingdom on Netflix? People should watch the last kingdom on Netflix because I think it is the most grounded secretly humorous and gritty historical drama of that type maybe ever made. I'm so I'm so proud to be part of it. I think I think they I think I think the team that made it made something really special. And it's it's different. That's why I think people should watch it. It's different. You you think you're gonna get one thing and it just keeps throwing you little different things all the way along. And that's that's why I love it.
0: Why should people sign up for the actors community?
1: I think people should sign up for the actors community because it's a really wonderful group, not just of teachers. I mean, I love the teachers. I love everyone who's, who's part of that gang, but I think the real secret is that it's created an amazing community of students. And if you want to find like-minded people across the world who are kind of thinking about getting into acting, already getting into acting, already working as actors. And you want to find a kind of safe and warm. And I think in in the main really welcoming environment, I think that's what Mark's managed to create with the actors' community, is that it's a really welcoming place for for people to learn, for people to try, and for people to see if acting might be something that they want to pursue further, or if they might just want to enjoy it as a hobby. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice place to start. I think that's why people should sign up for the
0: actors community. Awesome. I agree. And I'll just say this too. And I know we we always hear the words like safe space, inclusive thrown around. A lot of times we use buzzwords, but I, I can truly say like just going to classes in person and, and taking them like virtually like the actors community is, is so inclusive and, and like really like a safe space for people and welcoming all, all different comers. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Yes, I'm biased because I've worked with you guys for a while, but no, I got nothing but, but good things to say about the Actors Community. You can, of course, check them out on theactorscommunity.org to sign up and get all the info on in classes. James, we really do appreciate the time. Before we let you go, where can fans find you online?
1: Uh, I recently created a TikTok account. That's uh, that's a new experience for me as a man in his 30s. They can find me on TikTok. They can find me on Instagram. It's probably where I put most of my work out, whether it's my photography, my acting, what's happening in my career, that kind of stuff. And also, recently, I have created a website for my photography, which is Northcutt.co. Uh, you can check that out if that's something that interests you. But really, my Instagram, because I mean, there's no point referring to Twitter at this at this point in time, in this point in history. I think Instagram's probably where you're going to find most of my stuff. Great, and
0: not not to get you in trouble or anything, but anywhere we could find you next on screen. Yes,
1: yeah, so there's a, an amazing film that I'm involved in that I'm really proud of. Called a clever woman, which is directed by John Saunders, created by him and Anna Mottram. and that's currently in festivals at the moment. I think it's in it a festival in France. Just been at the Edinburgh International Film Festival, and that's going to have a that's going to have a UK run in some point next year. I think early next year, spring next year, and then hopefully we'll be on worldwide release later in the year. That's that's a beautiful film. I'm making another film with with John and Anna at uh, some point next year and then i think everything else i can't really talk about at this point um but yeah there's there's some there's some exciting things
0: awesome well, we'll definitely stay tuned for that
1: bonus question
0: is there anything you wish i asked you in this interview
1: fred what would i wish you had asked me i think i i think i'd have liked you to ask me how i felt about ceramic art or maybe um, whether whether i preferred the forest or the beach or i don't know some something that really like really threw me and made me and made me have to really inside myself to be like <laughs> what what is what is the answer to that but i think you know, I, don't, I don't know you, you put you put enough challenges in my way and I, I think we did good
0: all right they did all right all right damn <laughs> uh, i'll note that for next time actually i'll have one more bonus question was the bull cut real in the last kingdom
1: the bowl cut was 100% real in the Last Kingdom. There was one time where we considered a wig, and uh, we I, we kind of tried it, but it that you know a wig bowl cut I think is the worst bowl cut. The worst it's the worst bowl cut available. So no, that that bowl cut was 100% real. It you know it had a life of its own. I think it developed season to season. I was tricked into it. <laughs> I will say that Kate Benton. I was tricked into it, but I'm. Really proud to have worn it. I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a great part of my character, actually, that haircut, just because, I don't know, says something about a man that he's got a confidence. He's got the confidence to have a bowl cut.
0: Hey, indeed, if you're the right-hand person of the, of the queen or the king, you know, you got to you gotta be confident. Who's more confident than a dude with a bowl <laughs> cut? <laughs> oh, man. Well, James, thank you so much for your time again. You can follow him online. You can check out The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And of course, theactorscommunity.org.